Hello there, I'm Gemma Hunt and thanks for listening to this podcast from the Church of England. This podcast has been created to inspire and encourage you to take a little time to reflect on generosity. Generosity is at the heart of our faith and the generosity we show is testament to our lived out faith and our generous God. I'm reminded of a time when I moved house and some friends of ours from our church came round in the midst of all the packing and unpacking of boxes with some lovely soup and some pasties to feed everyone as we were really, really busy. That was so generous of them and so thoughtful in that time. Perhaps you found this series at harvest time when many of us come together to share generosity in our churches, Christian communities and beyond. But wherever and whenever this finds you, the message is the same. You can live generously right now. In this series, I'm going to be sharing inspiring stories from across our faith and a few ideas on how you can take the spirit of them forward in your own communities. So grab yourself a tea or take this podcast out for a walk and give yourself a few minutes reflection to hear these stories from churches across the country. This time we hear about a church that became determined to face outwards and leave nobody in the community behind. From one incredibly generous donation, a chain of events was set in motion so that this church building now occupies the beating heart of its parish for young and old alike and perfectly encapsulates the generosity of God. We're off to St Michael's Church Alfington, near Exeter in Devon. I'm Mike Partridge. I'm the rector, that's the vicar of St. Michael's Church here in Alfington. And I came in 2017, which is three and a half, nearly four years ago now. And I'm Lucy and I'm married to Mike and I joined St. Michael's two and a half years ago. And I was the children and families worker up until the end of last year. Joining Mike and Lucy is Julia Tooth. Julia has lived in Alfington for 39 years. Her husband Bill passed away last year, but together they raised two sons here and have been part of the church throughout. It's a wonderful little community. It's um, it's a village on the outskirts of Exeter. It is an ever-growing village, as villages are inclined to be at the moment with developments and housing estates and things. But it still very much has a village feel. The church is at the centre of that. It always has been a lovely, welcoming, friendly church family, and that's how it feels. But I think we were a little bit selfish initially. I think we enjoyed each other's company and in, you know, the services and the fellowship in God that we shared within the church. But it was one remarkable act of generosity that transformed St Michael's from a small Christian community to the impactful and outward-facing space it is today. About... 10-15 years ago there was a a wonderful couple that were part of the church family they were very prayerful they were very welcoming and they were very much at the heart of everything we did within the community and although the church itself didn't look outside the community they did so they were the sorts of people who really inspired us to pray and to look outside and perhaps to consider changing but we had limited facilities at that point And then over a couple of years, unfortunately, Jack and Babs died and we missed them very much as people. They were amazing people and there was a huge hole in our church family when they passed away. 
And then all of a sudden we find out that they had left us a huge amount of money, like hundreds of thousands of pounds. And as a church family, all of a sudden we had this amazing legacy, but we had to do something with it. I suspect that the legacy that Jack and Babs gave us was a real impetus for us to actually think, yes, we are very lucky to have a church building, very blessed, but actually there's a whole community out there that the church should be impacting. They got together and said, what what Jack and Babs are enabling us to do is turn our medieval church into a, a space that can be used in a wide variety of ways. They had this vision, which I think was inspired by Jack and Babs themselves, who were always outward looking to, to make the church an outward looking building. So although a lot of what, what happened was it was a building project, it wasn't really because it completely reshaped the way the church uh, appears. So pews were replaced by chairs, an upstairs gallery was built. It became accessible for the disabled. It was lovely to put in video equipment and audio equipment, which gives you a huge variety of things you can do. And you've got this really lovely building. That vision drew other people's generosity. So Jack and Babs gave a lot of money, but others people were, were inspired by, by the idea of a church serving the community and, and being useful to all. And now we have a building which is well used and really easy to use and used in a massive variety of ways. Church is about people meeting and, and you get that sense that you can meet with people in the building. It's an incredible mixture of modern and ancient and the modern is so sensitively done, it's lovely. And I think from the, the initial generosity came a feeling of the church itself as a whole wanting to do things together. So there was a generosity of spirit, I think, that came out of the generosity of money. And boy, does this building go beyond the Sunday service. Lucy explains some of the way St Michael's welcomes people of every age and walk of life. So on a Sunday morning, you've got the traditional chairs set up ready for church, but then everything gets moved around because it's such a flexible space. And on a Monday, we have the toddler group in and they run riot. The chairs get pushed back and it's absolute chaos. And then we have open church. So there's quiet areas for people to pray or a cafe style area for people to just come and have a chat and a coffee. We've now started an antenatal course called Begin Well, which is brilliant. We offer it free to parents and we had more parents than we could actually welcome this time round when we offered it because it is such an amazing resource. People can just come in, chat and pray and are just welcomed in. We've got games going on on one day. We've got knit and natter. So all different parts of the community are welcomed in alongside doing the usual communion. And we've got a bumps and babes group. Um, Julia, have I forgotten anything actually within You've the You've forgotten chat? our regular memories afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> which is most appropriate. Theatre comes and does a production yeah, there. We have, we've had concerts in the church. I think what it also, open church itself is basically two hours every day, different times, different days. The, the church is just open and we can utilise that for things like the Memories Afternoon. But I think what it actually, it allows anybody to come in anytime for any reason. And a lot of people come into open church 
who aren't necessarily members of the local church family, but actually feel they can come into the church building, which is one of the main things we wanted the church to be able to be, is a community building, not a church building. It needed to be wider than it had been seen. And a lot of the older members of the church family, who perhaps are living on their own, quite regularly come into open church as a social space. So I think we we purposely wanted to invite outside people in, which we've done, but we hadn't envisaged how much the church family itself would benefit from that actual social space that the church now has. They've also seen this welcoming community space become more inviting to the church family, who have a space to connect, overcome isolation, or just have a chat and a cup of tea. Relationships that have been a lifeline for many during the pandemic. I think the social space enables the church to offer an awful lot to outside outside people but with the church integral as part of it because we we can make the coffee you know we can do we can welcome people and we can do that side of things and it's just a privilege and a pleasure to see people come in and just relax in the space. The St Michael's team took this outward facing mission and the spirit of generosity to the next level when much of the community were isolated by the pandemic. Lots and lots of churches have done online worship, which we've done, and we've made that available to those who who don't uh, use computer technology by taking DVDs around to people's homes. But the most exciting fun we had is a thing called Pop-Up Church, which we've done at Harvest, at Christmas, at Easter, and people love it. At Christmas, we created about 10 cut-out figures, life-size or even a bit bigger, of characters from the the, the Christmas story, Mary, Joseph and shepherds and so on. And, and, and we put them around the village in people's gardens and on the village green spaces. And then on Sunday afternoons, each week in December, we'd gather there, we'd do a drama, we'd have a, you know, a loudspeaker, we'd, uh, we'd sing a song. And people came along and just enjoyed the fun of being together. And at harvest, we went round doing pop-up harvest and with a farmer and a tractor and a trailer and collecting produce for the extra food bank. And at Easter, we had a similar sort of thing around the church and, and people had just come along and it, it sort of helped people remember that everyone else is there and give a bit of connection in, in the really difficult times we've been through. We were even featured on the local police Facebook page because they were saying, look, the church are coming to you. They really want to support the community and give you something to look forward to. So it's really great that others could see we were doing it for the community. It was a bit scary when we were doing this and and the police van turned up and they had their cameras out and we thought, oh no, am I going to be up before the the magistrate? And then they put it on their Facebook page saying, this was brilliant, you you did it right. It was nice. I think it was the hot chocolate and the biscuits that (laughs) swung it our way. (laughs) One highlight of Harvest during the pandemic was the partnership with a local farmer nicknamed Farmer Rob. I do the assemblies in the primary schools until a lockdown. So I'd go in each week and at harvest time, rather than me just doing the traditional harvest festival, Rob would come in and bring his tractor to the school playground and he'd do an assembly with us and then they'd all go out and fill his tractor with food for the food bank. So he wasn't Farmer Rob until he started coming to the schools. So, But then we all nicknamed him Farmer Rob. 
job. So the children all know him and love him and his wife works on the farm as well and they go and buy ice cream from her. So they're like a celebrity couple in the community. So that's why we did the tractor stops around the community. They still got to see Farmer Rob. We had a church presence in the community and the food bank benefited. Generosity of money and generosity of time is one thing. But actually, the generosity of God is also part of the equation. And actually, if we ask him to help, as well as trust ourselves to make the efforts and to move forward, then actually that generosity of God within the equation, it's just so encouraging. And I think the more we've done, the more we've prayed, the more that's happened, the more our prayers have been answered. I think it's really grown within our church family that prayer works And that's God's generosity at the heart of everything that's happening here. It sounds like in life, Jack and Babs were generous of spirit to their community and their generous legacy opened the floodgates for a wave of giving that continues to go beyond the church walls. It's great to hear how everyone at St. Michael's have used this gift and the further legacies it inspired to create a space that's multifunctional and completely supportive to activities that have God's love at their heart. With this outward-facing ethos, a spirit of generosity is able to spread beyond the Christian community, welcoming in new members to the church family and offering connection, refuge and friendship to more and more people. Mike sees the spirit of generosity in the actions it inspires all these people to take. If God's given a project, he'll also touch people's hearts. What I think I've seen is that the vision comes before the money. And it's not just money either. It's, as Julia said, you know, it's time and commitment and energy. We're not quite sure where God's taking us next. But if we go there with, with faith and vision, then God provides through us. With this ethos in mind, they've even set up a group called Chatterbox in the local village hall. With the generous spirit spilling out of St Michael's and into the wider community, even people who do not visit the church building have a space run by volunteers where they can enjoy connection and community. It's your turn now. If God was setting you a project, what would it be? How might you take action to spread generosity beyond your own church family? The practical gift of money has allowed St Michael's to create a space where wonderful things can take place. In these times, being able to meet one another face to face is something we have learned again to value. Where do you see a common need in your community to connect others? This might not be possible on a grand scale right now, but what's your version of it? Maybe you've got two friends who are both new parents and could do of the pal to talk to. Why not introduce them? Perhaps you know someone who's on their own after the pandemic. Even if it's not companionship they want, you can show them God's love is there by mowing a lawn, helping with the shopping or letting them know about some news or a group that might interest them. I love Farmer Rob's celebrity status in the community. He's taken stock of what he can offer. And one of those things is a fantastic trailer to take around the village at harvest. He's definitely inspiring the next generation of generosity in his young fans. One more thing I noticed. 
Mike and his team are brilliant at bringing fun to their community. Laughter is a great way to connect with others and lift spirits. Their theatre, music and comedy groups, as well as their pop-up church displays, have brought light to darker days. How can you make someone smile today? Go on, be daft. (laughs) I dare you. You can find more inspiration, ideas and materials to live generously on our website www.churchofengland.org slash generosityweek There you'll find more podcasts about the wonderful generosity in our church communities as well as daily reflections and activities to help you live out God's generosity in your own life I'm Gemma Hunt Thank you so much for listening God bless <laughs>